Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Share Outs Weekly Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Courage Cole. This week I'm joined by Astrid Carter, Maya Lucky, and later on we'll be joined by nutritionist and founder of GP Nutrition, Gabriella Peacock. So, first of all, what's anyone been up to in the last week or so? I actually got up to a lot this weekend. I had a Sunday session on Sunday at Neverland. Oh, cool. Did yeah, you? I really want to go there. It's really, really fun. I'd highly recommend. And you take your own booze. Yeah, so they don't serve any alcohol, it's completely alcohol free. So you have to go around the corner to Sainsbury's, pick up your bottle of rosé or Prosecco or whatever, and um, take it in there. You can also take 70 silliliters, I think it is, of any spirit per person, and they'll make cocktails and things for you. And what do you pay to get in? You pay £10 to get in on the door, uh-huh. um, but if you book in advance, you pay £15, because then you skip the queue and whatever. It wasn't actually a queue when I went this Sunday, surprisingly, because it was so hot in London. It was amazing. Yeah. But they say that you can't leave, but... My friends went in and out to buy more alcohol and it was fine, so... And they serve food there? They serve food, yeah. They change, I think, every few weeks which pop-ups are there. Oh, that's cool. So they have different pop-ups. Yeah, yeah, so it rotates. And did you get them to make you some drinks? I didn't order any cocktails in the end because we all just got rosé wine and Prosecco and the boys had beers, but um, you can do that. They'll make all of the juice and the ice and the soft drink blend and you just top it up with your alcohol. And so it was good, was it? Yeah, really good. They play really good music. Obviously, if it's sunny, it's amazing because you're practically on a beach. It is like a man-made beach right on the river. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Oh, cool. And you did that on Sunday? Did that on Sunday. So are you a big Sunday session person? Because we we wrote a piece on Sunday sessions. Is that something you kind of plan to do at the weekend? And I'm so out of this kind of world. (laughs) Is is that a thing? I'm actually not. I actually get a bit anxious about Sunday sessions because I'm like, oh, I can't be hungover on Monday. Like, I've got loads of friends that always want to go and drink on a Sunday. Really? Yeah. I've never really been to Sunday I can't do it. I like to go for lunch or like, in the winter go for a road. Yeah. Hard, but we actually have like, dinner after on a Sunday. Like, Sunday afternoon is so weird. Yeah. I mean, I, in I'm a way, it may, I mean, I love a drink on a Sunday night. I just think it makes them, a lot of people, you know, they don't. Sunday is kind of, yeah, they draw the line. Yeah. But to me, it kind of really prolongs the weekend. <laughs> I think there's something really nice about me if you drink on a Sunday night. So, yeah, a whole session and yeah. just making Monday really tough. Really hard. Except yeah. that on the list that we did of Sunday sessions one of the places was um, Sunday evening jazz at the Caprice which is part of what well, it's Caprice Holdings that own the mm-hmm. RDB. Yeah. And the Caprice is quite, it's pretty old school. Um, it's not the most modern of restaurants, should we say. But my husband and I actually went there for dinner not that long ago. And I love jazz music. And it was really cool. We had a really nice dinner. There was jazz playing. And I think that's quite a nice thing to do. I mean, when would you ever, like, book to go out for dinner on a Sunday night? Yeah. Actually, yeah. But actually, if you don't drink too much, I think that really prolongs your weekend. Definitely. It's you, nice making occasion. If you go a bit early, it starts at seven. If you mm-hmm. like that one, then you'll like, you'll love Kansas Smitties because that's... Um, what's that? a really cool jazz bar they've got like a jazz, in-house jazz band amazing cocktails I guess it's kind of similar but a bit cooler a bit more modern oh here we go Kansas Smitty's really Broadway Market where's Broadway Market 
Um, Broadway Market is kind of East Way. Oh, you lost me there. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. Make your way to Kansas Smitty's on Broadway Market for jazz and Julia cocktails and their regular wind-up Sunday sessions. The cool basement venue has its own in-house band. Fab, that sounds really fun. Mm. The other thing I think sounded really fun was the Monkey House brunch party. I don't know if either of you have been to Monkey House. I've not, but I hear such good things about it. You always say it's really fun. It's really fun. I've been on a Friday a few times. I think, you know, the night scene in London has changed so much now that it's not about these kind of big clubs, kind of members clubs where you have to pay. Yeah, definitely. An extortion amount of money to get in. <laughs> Although I did go to Albert's the other day, which was really fun. But I like the idea that you can go for dinner and then it kind of turns into a bit of a party. They have really good music. It's a really fun atmosphere. So I just kind of really recommend that for a date night or a fun dinner out with friends on a Friday. But they also do these brunches on a Sunday and they have DJ and live music sets from kind of two o'clock. It does say that it carries on into the early hours, so be prepared for a hangover on Monday. But um, anyway, <laughs> it's fun, right? Once it is fun. You just need to do it, take yeah. the Monday off. Take the yeah. half day on Monday. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so what else did you do, Maya? You said you had a busy weekend. Neverland. Yeah, Neverland. Uh, Saturday we, we celebrated Canada Day, actually, which was quite funny, down in um, Trafalgar Square. Do you know lots of Canadians? So my boyfriend's friends all seemed to be getting Canadian girlfriends. What? That's so <laughs> Yeah, so we did that. That was just like a serious piss-up, you know, on the streets. Like, that was just fun, though. Before that, we actually went to Polpo for drinks. Oh, cool. We actually wrote a piece on Aperitivo bars recently, mm. and we included Polpo in it, because I think they're always consistently good for drinks and just kind of small plates yeah. and nibbles. You don't have to go in for a full-on dinner. It's really relaxed, really fun. And I think there's something really nice about going sometimes just for drinks and cocktails and a few pageant peppers or a bit of dim sum at the bar. I mean, I think aperitivo bars, um, by the nature, it's, well, it's an Italian ritual, isn't it? Yeah. And that's the really nice thing about going to Italy is just kind of having little um, sort of tapas Well, it's obviously Spanish, but <laughs> that, that kind called, of food. It's about it's laid back eating. Is it called Is it? I think that's Chinchetti. like the... Italian version of um, tapas. Tapas. Oh, yeah. is it? New word. Anyway, in this list, <coughs> most of them are Italian, I think, if not all of them, but. Yeah, I mean, there's a place near me um, in Parsons Green where there's, you know, it's a restaurant, but there's also a really nice bar where you can just sit at the bar and, and order a few plates and yeah. cocktails. And sometimes that's just all you want, isn't it's it? A, you don't want a full-blown meal, so I thought that was a really nice feature. It was a nice piece. And actually, on the same sort of um, theme, I recently have been to Tootie Market to check out some of their new openings, um, and the tapas room there is really good. So I don't know if you know much about Tootie Market. I do, but everyone seems to be talking about it. Yeah. I'm quite near to Tooting. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's on everyone's lips at the moment someone said to me oh, we must go to Tootie Market for dinner and I was like oh really? Um, <laughs> it seems to be the hot destination you definitely have to be willing to embrace its charms and quirkiness because it is quite random you know there's these cool pop-up restaurants amongst um, pet shops and just tiny hair salons <laughs> and Chinese takeaways like, it is odd so do you go inside? yeah you go in so the market one, bil- one building or... it's quite strange Tootie Market it's kind of like um, tunnels so has Tootie Market been there for a long yeah. time? Yes, and yes, that's yes. why there's like pet shops etc yeah. and now they've and they're sort of starting to, to filter cool. out and okay. now what you want the smell of dog food is <laughs> I mean luckily to your <laughs> the bit where all the restaurants are and the new bars is pretty much now just occupied by bars and restaurants so I mean you don't have to see all of that bit if you don't want to but traditionally it is full of really random market stalls and things like that <laughs> they've been there forever but they've got some really cool restaurants and bars to go and check out if you're into like that pop-up sort of culture and sitting on the edge of a stall nibbling on bits and having nice drinks and someone tell you about the destinations from they're all from so they're also knowledgeable about the food and the wine and everything there so that's really nice well it's nice that I think somewhere in South West London is getting a bit of credit yeah being kind of of the moment and on the trend yeah, yeah absolutely definitely. so definitely I'm gonna check it out at some point I like the sound of the secret bar I haven't the been there yeah at the back of the market this cozy watering hole you kind of wanted to have lots of 
speakeasies. I don't think it's going to, is it? Can no. It's tooting. I doubt it. Um, it's a nice idea, anyway. Uh, Maya, TV guru, addict. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching? Um, so I'm one episode behind on that as well because I watched last night um, Born in Chelsea. I watched that last night. I was so excited to watch it because I was... Okay, sorry, what is Born in Chelsea? So it's so, Binky. Binky's you know Binky? had a baby. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's like her docu-series. She's doing a series. Yeah. Well, did you see at the end um, of the episode it said, oh, we'll be back later in the summer? Oh, so is it just one? Yeah, so I think there's one off oh. and then they're going to do it again. Follow up. Oh, okay. Because I am obsessed with Sam Fair's Mummy and Baby Diaries and always have been since it's been on. I watched one episode of that and it was probably the last thing Oh my I've God, watched. I love it so much. Yeah, it's amazing. It was horrendous. Tor loves it as well. <laughs> I think we're just obsessed with uh, Baby Paul. Who's Baby Paul? Sam's baby. Anyway, so Born in Chelsea is... The main just you like the posh version. He's so cute. Like, so cute. And it was very different, I thought, to the Sam Fairs one. And weirdly, because Binky's obviously been on Made in Chelsea for years, so she's really natural in front of the camera and things, but she felt quite like... I think because it was all about her, and it basically filmed it in the last two weeks. Yeah, like, before she gave before birth. Before she gave birth. Yeah. Did she give birth on the show? No. They, like, they, stayed outside the hospital, didn't yeah. they? But as in they were there just after she'd had the baby filming. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Bloody hell, that's selling out, isn't it? They weren't, like, in the hospital or anything. They... I think the family shared videos of yeah. them in the hospital with the production company by the looks of things, so you do see her. Is her mum in it? Yeah. Because her mum came for after <laughs> yeah. the day. And someone was like, that's Binky's mum. It was Astrid. How is Binky's mum? I noticed Binky's mum. I mean, she was very nice as well. She chat to her in the lunch queue. She looks just like Binky or Binky. It's just like her mom. Yeah. Even, but I was like, that's Pinky's mum. It's like, since when has she been a. Oh, she definitely is like famous in reality TV world. Mm-hmm. And it was. Is she, was she, did she used to be on Main Chelsea? Yeah, she's been on it. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. been on it. Oh, oh, I yeah. see. Oh, that's why you knew her. Yeah, they always bring her in like a yeah. few times a series. Oh, like, she's like, yeah, it's really she's like the agony aunt, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she's hilarious as well, actually. Anyway, so that's a one off. Clearly, yeah, which I'm upset about now because I was quite looking forward to a new Monday fit. Well, they did say that Made in Chelsea is going to be back and it's Made in Chelsea IBC. Yeah, I've seen them. So you'll like that, Georgie. I will like that. I will, although I've definitely had my fix of Ibiza until. It is just the most incredible place. Yeah. We were talking about it yesterday on our way home, so I've just had three days in Ibiza and I'm feeling a little bit broken today, <laughs> shall we say. But I don't know what it is about that place. It's hard. Have you been? I've been, but years and years ago. You've been? I've been, yeah. It's hard to put your finger on what it is that just makes it... Puts you in the best mood ever. It just doesn't. I don't know how you summarise yeah. Ibiza to someone who hasn't been to Ibiza. Yeah. And it's just so infectious. The atmosphere is just so completely infectious. And everyone who's there just wants to have a good time. And I don't think there's anywhere like it. I mean, I've been to Mykonos. To me, it was just nothing like Ibiza. I mean, it's beautiful and it's mm. got some amazing beach club restaurants for lunch and things now. But it's just not a patch on Ibiza. I've never been anywhere that touches it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's amazing. It's magic. So where did you say? You say hotel called SVV and I think Ibiza's slightly behind on really good hotels like there's a few like at Zaro which I haven't stayed at but it's supposed to be amazing but it's quite a drive away from where a lot happens there's a Nobu opening a Nobu hotel which I think is really going to kind of raise the game in terms of the standard of hotels but there's not a lot that's amazing there's a lot that's really crap yeah and then in the middle there's a lot that's price wise but I think still really crap and actually SVV is quite unique in terms of its location and its affordability it's kind of less than in high season it's less than 200 euros a night for a double room and that's cheap yeah it it really is i know probably probably some people listening going that's not affordable but it is such a gem and there were eight of us four couples and we could only get the smallest rooms and 
and we, we kept trying saying have you had any cancellations and they were like we have 50 people on the waiting list every night <laughs> oh, in high season and Ibiza trying to get a room here so if you're going to Ibiza you don't want to blow the budget and you want somewhere in a great location it's cool it's got its own roof terrace it's got a pool it's got quite a cheesy nightclub which <laughs> isn't very Ibiza but anyway it is totally one to put marks so I highly recommend yeah. maybe for next year <laughs> yeah. 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 but now so from Ibiza to Norfolk um, one extreme to the other Astrid you wrote this piece on 15 reasons to visit North Norfolk I did I think everyone kind of goes to the Cotswolds or um, Cornwall every summer but actually, Norfolk is so lovely and so pretty and well worth a visit if you've, if you've never been. Um, you love Norfolk, don't you? I love Norfolk and my family are real Cornwall goers. My grandparents bought the tiniest, tiniest bungalow in Cornwall when my mum was 12 and my family have all gone there every single year mm. and it's kind of got quite commercial where we go. And yeah, a few years ago, my husband and I wanted to try somewhere different so we went off to Norfolk near Burnham Market and we just completely fell in love with it. It's, yeah. I think it's like the most charming... It's so charming. Charming place ever. It's sort of, we always say it's like sort of walking, talking flower and ball. Yeah. Everything's sort of on brand. Everything is sage green or cornfield white or... That's so true, yeah. There are loads of grotty tourists. It's such a pain to get to, Norfolk. It's such a I mean, nightmare to get to. It's not very far, but it takes just as long as going to North Cornwall. We went on a Friday, I went with some friends, and we left on a Friday at five o'clock, and I don't think we got there till eight. Yeah, well, 8.30 probably. No, I mean, that's, that's good. That's Seriously, good. I mean, it can take a lot longer. And the bit on the motorway is quite quick, and then you get off the motorway and you're like, oh, we've only got how many miles to get <laughs> And there's one road, and if you're behind a farm vehicle or something, then, then you just ages. forget it. You just have to kind of accept it. That's the exact route to my house in Devon. Is it? <laughs> 303. What? <laughs> just, you have to do the yeah. same thing, yeah. yeah but anyway, but there's I, some lovely places. I stayed at the Barsham Barns, which is really sweet. They've got loads of converted barns of all different sizes, from if you're just a couple to a family. To they've got this massive great barn. We didn't stay in there, but it's great if you're having a big party. Yeah, or, I've heard it's really amazing. Or um, there was actually when we were there, there was a hen do, and it looked so much fun. Oh, cool! Um, like really sophisticated, nice hen do. Nice hen do. And we no took really a walk. Straws. No really straws. <laughs> no feather boas or anything like that. Um, we took a walk to into Walsingham, the tiny. I don't know if you been to Walsingham Village no. but it's so sweet and there's a really good pub there called the Black Lion Pub which I highly recommend they have rooms as well um, which are really nice very far and ball yeah. tour state it all is everything's pretty branded but yeah there's loads to do there from you know lovely beaches to places like Coken Hall so I thought this podcast couldn't get by without a mention of our article on everything you need to know about condoms which got a lot of interaction from our readers yeah I'm not sure how much you two want to talk about condoms <laughs> but I did want to read an email that I received from a friend of my mum's who she was on holiday with who I hasten to add is a very well spoken grown up ex BA pilot <laughs> and his email went Regina hi having a lovely time out here agrees with your mum and Tim plus others. Couldn't resist writing to tell you how much we've learnt and how much fun we've had subsequent to reading the immensely informative article on condoms. We had no idea there were so many varied applications <laughs> and wish you published 40 years earlier. How many of our children would be here if we received a proper education? We were particularly struck by the item on underwater activities and have asked our two resident lovebirds, Neil and Miranda, to carry out further research in the swimming pool. We'll report back. <laughs> hey, your family's well, the weather less impressive and politics less dire. Love, no. <laughs> that is brilliant that just made me laugh so much and actually I thought the article was very good I had a text on the day from someone we used to work with actually quite close to saying oh my god loved the piece on condoms learned so much today (laughs) it was hilarious I had a comment from a friend saying I was particularly amused by the last question what to do if a condom gets stuck inside you (laughs) don't panic the female anatomy means there's no where it can go you can't fish out your fingers pop your (laughs) fingers out 
I also thought the mention of a female condom. I oh, mean, gosh, they yes. are just the most horrendous sounding things ever. Yeah. Female condoms, sometimes known as thermidons, can also be used by men for anal sex. They consist of a thin, soft, loose cylindrical bag, usually made of synthetic rubber with a flexible ring. Even I mean, they sound like the biggest nightmare to use. They sound like the least kind of attractive thing, yeah, ever. thing ever. Yeah. It says. Pinch the, pinch the ring at the end, insert it as far up inside the vagina as you can. When in place, the ring will spring open to help the condom sit comfortably and suck the open surface. The ring at the open end should stay outside the body, making sure it's all hanging straight. It isn't twisted before you begin having sex. I mean, talk about a kind of mood killer. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. I know, dreadful. Anyway, I thought Nick's email was just brilliant. I think that's hilarious. Definitely. I can just picture them all around the computer. Oh my god, we talked about it for hours. <laughs> Made the holiday. Anyway, moving on from condoms, uh, let's talk about DIY hair removal. Mm. Because obviously, a Salon wax, you know, is the ideal, but not everyone has the time or the budget to book in every few weeks. Seems like there are lots of at-home hair removal options that are pretty effective. I have to say that I have never waxed my legs, epilated my legs, and I shave my legs. Boy, do I wish I started waxing when I was much younger. I think because I'm fair, my mum's fair, she and I have therefore sort of never done it, but as a mother I kind of vow that as soon as my daughters are the age where they need to start thinking about hair removal, I will take them to have their legs waxed. Yeah. Because shaving is just such a pain. It is, yeah. I feel like kind of if that's what you start with, that's just what you carry on with. Yeah. And what I, do you do? I shave my legs. Do you? But yeah, I'm like you, I wish I'd started waxing because it I think it softens the, the hairs and the hair. Yeah, yeah, they get easier. weaker and weaker. Mm-hmm. And I mean I remember at school having friends that epilated their legs. Yeah. And I just have you ever done that? Yeah, I use an epilator. Do you? Yeah, yeah. How often do you use it? Uh well, to be honest. It varies. So if I'm going to go on holiday and I don't have time for a wax, maybe a weekend or something like that, I'll use an epilator. I don't use it all the time because there is just the occasion when I'm just going to whack a shaver out and just do that instead. But if you have got a high pain threshold, then I think it is definitely one to look into doing because it's a bit time consuming. I was going to say, it's quite slow. Yeah. I remember friends sitting there for hours. Yeah, it is time consuming. And occasionally they sort of zap it at you at school and you go, like, <laughs> ow, God, that bloody hurt. <laughs> it is time consuming, but I mean, they're... It's like someone going and plucking every single hair out on your yeah. body. So the effect is actually very good afterwards. Yeah. But, but how long, so to do a leg, how long would it take? Oh, it depends how hairy you are. It depends if you're fair or coarse or whatever. But I think if you get into the habit of using it regularly, then it would only take you like 10 minutes every few weeks or whatever. Once, you, once you've built up that sort of... And do you feel that your hairs are getting weaker and weaker? They definitely were when I was doing it regularly and now as life's taken over I kind of have stopped doing it to be honest but my mum swears by it, absolutely is... swears by it and yeah, I think they are good. They're just a bit painful. Which one do you use? Uh, I think mine is a brawn one. Yeah, a pink and white one. I mean, some of them are waterproof so that's a bit better from the shower. I just do it that way. Mine's yeah. not. I have to yeah. plug it into a ball so that's a bit <laughs> annoying. Oh, what about at-home laser? I thought that was really interesting that you can now do your own laser because laser really does work over time doesn't it yeah i'm skeptical about the at-home ipl i've had professional laser on my bikini line and this did it work and it's amazing absolute game changer yeah did it hurt when you had it done no i didn't think so when i was growing up i used to shave my bikini line because i was um i swam a lot and I just got to the awkward age and no one really taught me what you should and shouldn't do. So I started shaving and it, and it caused ingrown hairs and scarring and horrible, horrible things. I was so embarrassed. So I, just before I started uni actually, started a course of laser treatment and it just cured everything. It got rid of the ingrown hairs, the scarring, the hair itself disappeared and doesn't really grow so back. So you don't have to show your bikini line now? No, it's amazing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. And you had how many treatments? I think I ended up having seven treatments. They're quite expensive. You have to pay a few hundred pounds per treatment. Yeah, per treatment. Yeah. I was going to say that's cheap for a course. Yeah. So that is expensive, isn't it? But it's not, they don't say it's hair removal. They say it's hair minimising. So over time, as your body, you know, your hair regenerates, all that sort of stuff, hair does grow back, but it reduces it massively to the point where you probably only have to maybe do a quick epilator if years later as opposed well, it's to amazing how just you saying that makes you think about you know all the beauty mistakes you make when you're oh young God, and how yeah. important it is that you kind of you don't want children worrying up age 12 worrying about shaving no. their legs or things but on the flip side if you don't educate young girls they are going to do these things it's a bit like plucking your eyebrows yeah. I was going to say think how many have girls have had to tiny eyebrows and fully grow their eyebrows yeah. back but even fully like some I know girls who they cannot grow their eyebrows yeah. back I don't quite get why genetically that is possible I suppose it's like constantly yeah. updating it. Yeah, it? I think but it's I mean, just reducing the time. I just think it's a tragedy. You look at some people's eyebrows and they've literally got nothing there from years and years. Because of that trend. But I'm banging on about eyebrows now, as I know. Yeah. But, you know, it's like shaving. You know, I had no one telling me, don't shave your legs, no. don't shave your legs. Not that you can't get beyond that, but... You know, what you were saying about ruining your keynote. Yeah, and it does. Like, for some people, if you have naturally got coarser hair or you are doing it really frequently because of sports activities or whatever when you're younger, later on in life, it's really damaging to your confidence. It's actually really horrible. Like, I was massively embarrassed in my late teens to go to the local swimming pool or go on holiday with my friends and stuff because of it. Like, massively knocked on my confidence. So I think, yeah, I think education from a younger age on hair mm-hmm. removal and things like that is really important. The trouble is, young girls just don't listen, do they? I mean, I remember at school, a girlfriend and I, we put butter in the microwave don't say it on your body we oh my god we burnt so much we had to go see the headmistress why would you we were listed from head to toe we were like the long <laughs> school we had to put calamine lotion or I mean it was we couldn't sleep you it was in so much pain I mean it was ridiculous but we were what are we third year fourth year we were like 14 or something you know, things dying our hair yeah you know every weekend it was like what can we do with it I remember going to Kensington Market she used to do this market and having like braids and shells and I had he was like what can we do <laughs> this weekend because we're something bored else and we need yeah. something else to do yeah and you just god you just make such yeah. terrible mistakes and you don't care it's like smoking you know, people say don't smoke it's bad for you but at the point you don't feel any effects. You don't think of From it. lying in the sun, I mean, God, if I could go backwards now and stop lying in the sun. Mm. I mean, and I'd be for this weekend, I don't lie in the sun once, but I mean, it's taken me years and years and years and years and years. It is interesting. It's like the whole belly button piercing thing that used to be so popular. Oh, now, everyone that's had it done is like, I can't get rid of this hole in my stomach, it's horrible. Like, I remember ringing my mum and I'd bully her and bully her and bully her to have my ears pierced when I was 13. The rule was 16, I got it down to 14, and then we were in Cornwall. <laughs> And I was like, oh, come on, it looks really safe, and you come with me. And then he was like, oh, my ear pierced. And she was like, right, that's it, that's it. 
And then I called her up from school once, and I was like, well, it's either my top hole or my belly button. She was like, okay, I'm your top hole. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And everyone's going having these metal rods oh, stuck through their stomachs. I mean, it's just so bad. It is bad, yeah. What are our children going to do? Yeah, what's the next thing? <laughs> what's the next thing? Hindsight is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Let's talk about sweat and workouts, because I think this is so interesting. You know, we often gauge the success of a workout by the amount you sweat. Yeah, so true. You know, you think if you've done a really amazing workout, but you haven't sweat, you haven't sweated, you're like, oh, well, obviously not work that hard. Mm. So I was interested to know whether the amount you sweat is really an indication of how hard you're working um, and how many calories you've burnt. Um, so we interviewed the brilliant Dalton Wong. Um, he's a sort of celebrity trainer, and he has his own gym in Kensington. He said the amount you sweat can be affected by lots of factors including how hot it is how hard you're working uh, what you're wearing can have a factor how much you weigh are you overweight people tend to sweat more Mm. and then it doesn't necessarily correspond to your fitness levels yeah i've always been told the less you sweat the fitter you are really which to me would make sense yeah but is that the truth for me it it really depends on what i'm doing so i run and i don't go i'm not like a huge runner i go for like 20 minute half an hour run and I don't break a huge sweat, but I don't go for a run to necessarily like have the hard, the most hardcore workout I can. Mm. It's more like to clear my head and other things like that. But whereas if I'm doing a 30 minute hit class, mm. I sweat so much more. But I guess it is much harder. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a really sort of sweaty person. I seriously work out at the gym. And I actually think how much I sweat is linked to how hydrated I am. And it's a point oh, that he made. And I'm terrible. I'm always dehydrated. I never drink water. Um, I mean, something I'm trying to work on but I'm not very good at it and I think when you're hungover your body's obviously dehydrated mm. and if you go to the gym when you're a bit hungover then you do tend to sweat more and in fact I went to the gym the other day and my PT she was like god I've never seen you sweat that much and I was like yeah that's because I had a little girls over last night and we drank those roses <laughs> but I think it was that more than the fact that I was doing anything better or harder yeah. than I normally do so I think that's a good sign because I always used to look at other people and think oh they're really sweating they're obviously really working yeah that's what I always used to think yeah so I guess the bottom line is don't use the amount you sweat as an indication of how many calories you've burnt and that you know a 30 minute run as you say Astrid you might not break sweat but it's still a 30 minute run yeah from sweat to nutrition I'd now like to introduce Gabriella Peacock this week's guest uh, nutritionist and founder of GP Nutrition welcome Gabriella about gut health and fermented food in particular because the wellness world has sort of fallen for fermented foods haven't they you know sauerkraut we hear is so good for the good bacteria in your gut and we came across a new subscription box which is called fermented by lab or the lab box but essentially it's a subscription service you pay something like 20 quid a month or whatever it is and they deliver a box to your door containing jars of fermented items like kraut pickles kimchi yeah so it can be anything from kind of condiment style things that you can add to a salad or you can put on top of a chicken breast um, to drinks like kefir-based drinks. Um, oh, yes, juices. kefir is fermented, yeah. isn't it? Is, that, is it Russian, um, It is it's vegan very Russia. Eastern European. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I grew okay. up on kefir. Did you? <laughs> yeah. In place of milk. Is it like milk, kefir? Oh, it's something between milk and yoghurt. Mm-hmm. So it's more liquid yoghurt. It does not taste like milk. It tastes like more acidic yoghurt. Eastern Europeans quite like sour stuff. I love everything sour. Do you? Yeah, really. 
Another cloud and cafe. There you go. And can putting a little bit of pickle on top of your soup or your salad or your supper, can that really make a difference to the health of your gut? I mean, I love the idea because I'm never going to pick on my own food or ferment yeah. my own food. So I quite like the idea that it can be delivered to my door and it, you yeah. said it tastes really good after that. So they sent us a box and we put it in the fridge for all the teams to try and it was so good. It like, mm, transformed nice. my lunches. That Did it? Mm, Just really gave it lots of flavour. Mm. Can that really help your gut health? I think every little counts. So yes, fermented food is fantastic. And as we know in nutrition, it all should start from foods. Um, the problem, oh, it's, it's not really a problem, but one kind of point I would always say is um, you would have to eat quite a lot of fermented foods to keep yes. your gut healthy if you already have a bit of an issue. So I would say, you know, sauerkraut, kefir, perhaps the pickles as well, are great for, you know, if your digestion works really well, you don't feel like you need extra boost or you don't have any bloating or any kind of digestive symptoms. But if a patient of mine or someone presents with more of a digestive symptoms, I would say, fine, great, you know, eat your food. It should all be about food. And plus, you know, fermented foods, you get your vegetables. I mean, you get different vitamins as well. It's quite a natural way of getting different types of probiotics. But I still think, and I still obviously believe, that um, you know the pill or the probiotics as a, as a concentrated supplement are much more powerful. So is the probiotic sort of doing the job of a fermented food? Do they have a similar role? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Probiotics are basically a live bacteria which has been you know formulated, formulated in the lab. Well, they tend to be much stronger. The problem here, and um, I've just seen this point here when they're claiming that a fermented food can have much higher dosages of probiotic. The problem here is who measures the dosages. You don't see a research being, you know, talking about sauerkraut and how much actually the bacteria it has. By the time it gets to a customer, it may have not been stored properly you know, you need calls for not to kill the bacteria. Mm-hmm. No one really does any testing. Yeah, As opposed to probiotics, yeah. if you buy probiotics from a good brand, it is their reputation to, you know, if they're promising you getting 10 billion of bacteria, you should be receiving 10 billion of bacteria. Yes. Otherwise, it's their reputation. Yes, and so it's all regulated. It's all much more regulated. But um, I always think it's a great addition to your diet if you if you can but um, okay probiotics are a little bit stronger yes and i have to say following our wellness day i did take your advice and i did go and invest in some optibac yeah. probiotics i remember you being a bit horrified when i said that i bought my magnesium at quite a down market high street <laughs> store i'm not going to name them right now so anyway i did what you told told me and i trotted off to um, plant organic and spoke to a very uh, informed nutritionist I don't know what she was, but anyway, worked in the store anyway, and she got me onto these options. I was slightly horrified at the price, I have to say. But also, somebody who doesn't have great digestion, and again, here I am sitting here with a can of Diet Coke, but I, I don't, and it's quite genetic. It runs in my mm. family. None of the women in my family seem to have great digestion. Um, I have really, genuinely, genuinely noticed a difference, and a few yeah. sort of health concerns I had. I feel like since I've been taking these, I've really noticed a difference. So. Probiotics are super powerful. Um, it's amazing, isn't you it? You don't really realise that you know, it's all really about our gut. Everything comes from the inside, because if you think about it, up to 80% of your immunity, it's in your intestine. And this is, you know, the bacteria which regulate, regulates your immunity. All your food absorption, all the, you know, the way you break down food, it's, it's all happening in your gut. So if your environment in your gut, it's not great. You may be eating great food, but you're not absorbing it at all. Um, you may not be able to break it down, then you, therefore you get food intolerances or food allergies. And again, if you have a food intolerances, food allergies, you can then get some immune issues and your immunity will decrease. So everything in the body it's very connected your body is very very clever but it all kind of starts with the gut a little bit yeah fascinating <laughs> um, let's move on let's talk about a bit more about supplements because you're obviously a nutritionist first and foremost but you're also the founder of GP Nutrition which is a supplement brand mm-hmm. why did you launch a supplement brand um, few reasons um, obviously I work at the clinic patients on a day to day basis a problem I always with the supplements I was prescribing it's um, you know do you have a great, some great quality
quality supplements on the market. The problem is they come in all these different pots and we are living such a busy lifestyle and we, you know we travel we don't want to be decanting five different pots into a plastic bag like I used to do so I wanted to do something which is super super easy for people like us you know to support modern living rather than kind of going against you a little bit my supplements are programs they're not a single nutrients they're a combination yes and that's what's so brilliant about them and I think for people that don't know them that's what you've done so well because it is so overwhelming going into these stores exactly. and there being just hundreds of different ones on offer so you have five different programs yeah so they're called Restore Me which is um, for energy and sleep and very rebalancing then you have clean me which is your liver support and immunity support then you have enhance me which is your glowy skin and nice hair boost me um, which is sprouted brown rice protein powder because we just don't eat enough protein and the last one is slim me which is um, what it says really <laughs> it's a weight management healthy weight management plan they're all very very different and they're all very potent so this is the second reason why I wanted to do my own range because I wanted to do something which people can identify themselves what they need you know have a look at the box you know I need to you know lose weight but then two weeks later maybe I'll be drinking and I want to support my liver or then I need more energy so I need to restore me so I would like people to switch in between and identify themselves and I don't want them to feel like they need another supplement in addition to these so you stick with one box depending on what you want to achieve this week or this month if that makes sense um, so they're very very potent uh, because they're a combination of pills, capsules, uh, powders and protein powders and gels if I was going to give your one day dose into you know if I was going to prescribe pills you would end up having 9 to 12 pills so they're very very strong although safe but they're delivered in a different format so you have your fun drink therefore I'm increasing one's dehydration as well <laughs> very clever um, and what what's the most important thing when you're choosing a supplement for those that aren't taking yours which they will be once they listen to this what if you're saying to someone when you're going into a store if you're going to plant organic what are you looking for I know you said to me it was important not to buy cheap ones because you don't get the quality ingredients and therefore they don't do anything yeah. is there anything else you need to consider price is definitely my main factor because we are not a supplement it's starting to be quite regulated but it's not quite yet so the cheap products tend to be really really bad quality because they need to use cheap substances um, in order to make them and not many people know that actually cheap substances cheap for example mineral forms your body can absorb as little as five percent so then you have people thinking that they are taking this great source of magnesium for example and and they can hardly absorb it so it's slightly unfair but uh, but this this is the way it is so i think with the price tends to come a quality a little bit and i would say you know go for the brands you believe it's very difficult to give generic advice that's that's yeah. why i formulated my supplements but quite like planet organic i think Planet Organic tends to stock only good products. I think mm-hmm. you're quite safe there. Are there any supplements you think it's worth all women taking? Or is, it, is, it, yeah. is that never the rule? Yes, they are. Um, well, that goes a little bit back into gut health. I would always... I don't feel like people need to eat probiotics all year round unless you have gut issues. So I'm very happy for my patients to um, you know, go in and out. So, for example, in the winter when you feel slightly under the weather or everybody getting cold, take probiotics for two to three months and then stop for a month or two or three. And again, dip in and out. And I think that's such a great supplement to give all your family. I give it to probiotics. all my children. Yeah. 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 Oh, my phone's taking it, actually. So probiotics... And is, is there an amount of time you need to take it for before it can start to have an effect? No. Surely, what, is a week enough for a probiotic? Yeah, I mean, it's just a bacteria. Think about probiotics. It's completely different. It's not mineral, it's not vitamin. It's just a, li- a live bacteria. So more you put in you, the better chances you will have in order to, to succeed, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's why you always should go quite high with numbers. I would always say... Don't buy a product which is less than probably 10 billion of bacteria to get, you know, to increase your chance of actually getting quite... It's nuts, isn't it? Billion. 10 the way you like bandy around, 10, 20 billion. But they're tiny. <laughs> yeah. And also you can never take them with warm foods. You kill them straight away. 
Always in the fridge. Well, they're my ones. They don't. You don't need them in the fridge. You don't need, but if you to kind of increase the chance of keeping the bacteria as long as possible, I would always, if you can, especially in the summer, I would. Okay. If you travel, you don't have to, but it's always better. They love cold. They hate warm. And you just launched some mini kits. Why have you done those? They are three day kits, um, which are quite fun, I think. <laughs> we are quite, I wouldn't like to say serious brand, but um, I'm a nutritionist, I have a science background. We could be, you know, looked as to, you know, quite medical. I believe that people should be taking supplements, and I believe that everybody should be taking supplements, quite frankly, um, because supplements don't come just with, you know, I'm having some terrible problem, I need the supplements because my digestion is awful. I think if you take good quality supplements, you achieve great things, you have more energy, you have better sleep, and you have better skin, you know, if you have better sleep, if you have more energy, you will look better as well. So I think we are all vain, you know, we want to look good, we want to feel good as well. So I wanted to do something which is a bit more fun and a bit more of an introduction. Um, to the brand for people plus um they look great they do and i just i just i just took your what was it three day bikini, bikini. which i thought was fab anyway i won't say any more about it other than it has elements of the slim me it does, in yeah. it but on that note tell us a bit about slim me because there's been some really positive feedback to slim me in the press how does it work so slim me works at um well dual action as I would look if I had a patient or a client of mine coming to me because they want to lose weight. As a nutritionist, what I would always look at is increasing a fiber in one's diet and the second part would be you know, making sure your metabolism works as efficiently as possible. So increasing fiber in one's diet, what I've done is obviously all the nutrients in my programs uh, have a scientific evidence behind them, every single nutrient on the boxes. So uh, what I've done is I use the fiber, which is called glucomannan, which has a really um, water, really strong water-attracting properties. And what it does is it attracts water and it will create gel when you mix it with, with water. So what you do is you take the gel sachets, you put it straight into your mouth with a large, large glass of water and it will create gel-like substance, which will then make you eat less or not overeat, but also because it's a fiber, which then mixes with your food food which you eat afterwards it makes the food healthier so and we know fiber is great for you it reduces your glycemic index of foods therefore it will prevent the quick release of the sugar into your bloodstream so it really nicely balances your blood sugar levels therefore it will prevent the cravings it will prevent the, the blood sugar levels dip when we lose the energy and then we want something else sugary which will pick us up so this is the one way you have a gels which you take three times a day before your main meals and then you have a couple of capsules which will have substances with a thermogenic properties so um, to make sure your metabolism works nicely and they're all very very natural obviously there's no caffeine there's no guarana there is nothing which you know no speed <laughs> well <laughs> and it's amazing so i actually tried your bikini me which is the, one of the three-day kits yeah and i took one of the slim me gels 20 minutes before i had my breakfast and normally within two or three hours i'm ready for a snack having been to the gym in the morning and i can honestly say hand my heart i went the entire morning without having anything until i got to lunchtime so from you know a big snacker <laughs> over here that is testament um to the success of them and anyway it's so impressive i love your brand i'm a huge Great. advocate of your brand and thank you very much for joining us well thank Gabriella. you so much for having me this was fun <laughs> so that's yes. it for this week if you have any feedback then do email podcast at sheerlux.com and if you enjoyed that then do please subscribe and review us on itunes Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 